give me some attitude sounds kind of like sassy or very so like a change of attitude as it were uh, you know in the uh, let me tell you a story of what what I've been thinking for a while for for a while um, you know I was just hanging out with with some of the gentlemen uh, of our church and I was like you know what It'd be nice to belong to maybe a gentleman's club, you know? And everyone was like, <gasps> a gentleman's club? Is that like a strip joint or something like that? I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, back in the day, they had gentleman's club where men would, uh, for, you know, it's a fraternity uh, uh, of just men who just goes to a, a, a room and, you know, you sit down, you, you enjoy, you know, um, you, 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 you know, you enjoy some pleasures of, of, of just being in the company of men and you just talk, you know. And, uh, so, and so, um, so I've been researching uh, just uh, old uh, gentleman's club that's been around for uh, some over a century. Um, and, and, you know, there's some other fraternities like the Freemasons, you know, and so um, I actually um, applied, uh, I actually inquired about the Freemasons. They never got back to me. <laughs> it's been a while and they never got back to me. And so I was like learning like, uh, why, why do these people not get back to me, you know? And then so uh, I would go to their website and um, uh, one of the gentlemen's club that I looked at, uh, in order, there, there's a limited number of, of people that could be part of this, of this, of this fraternity. And uh, the only time that there's a vacant spot is if somebody dies, basically. So it's a lifetime membership, literally. And in all of these clubs that I've seen, you know, and I've, I've been always wanting to join one of these things since I was in just post-college, you know, in, up in Boston as well, you know. And uh, I would look uh, up these things uh, from time to time uh, in Boston, New York, uh, here in Baltimore and um, Washington, D.C. And I would visit their website, and it's always like, do you know who's part of our members? You know, uh, presidents, statesmen. You know, uh, the head. You know, the head of states, uh, uh, CEOs, uh, professional athletes. And I was like, wow, okay, maybe not, maybe not a local church pastor. These people are very proud of of their club, of their fraternity. They're very proud, you know? And it's like that with our, uh, any group that we're in, you know? If we go to, if we look at uh, academics, you know, um, you know, you know I, would, I visited uh, uh, University of, of, of Maryland College Park, you know, and, and, you know, a long time ago, and I, I would visit them, and uh, I would, they would walk me around the campus, and, and they're like, do you know who one of our alumni is? I'm like, who? Boomer Esiason. That's right, Boomer Esiason. 
and some of you guys probably won't know Boomer Esiason. He's a quarterback uh, for the, I think it was the Bengals at that time. And then he's like, do you know who else? Uh, Jim Henson. Jim Henson, huh? Yeah, Kermit the Frog, yeah. I'm like, oh, well, that, that's nice, you know? And they're so proud of, of, the, uh, of the people that were there. And, and they're like, yep, that's right. And I'm one of them. Yes, that's right, I'm a, I'm a terrapin, you know? And, and they're so proud of that, you know? Um, they're so wonderful. They're just, just so proud, you know? Uh, the world that works that way. And, and, and largely because we work that way. We want to be important. We're proud. You know, in the previous weeks, we, we saw, we, we got, in the previous weeks, we, we got to see the conversion of Saul. You know, a very important figure, a Pharisee, young leader, very smart. Uh, he was a persecutor of Christians. You know, but um, but before that, we, we saw the apostles coming down to Samaria, and uh, uh, namely Peter, uh, and and this week we come back to Peter. Uh, what's the point of all this? Why the back and forth? Why do we see Peter, and then and then there's a little little interruption to the story, and then we see Saul being converted, and now. This week, we're going back to Peter. Why, what's going on here? What's Luke doing? Well, what Luke is doing is, remember, uh, Luke is writing to a man named Theophilus, and, and uh, he's trying to tell him what, what God is doing, um, what the whole Christian movement or the people of the way is all about. Luke is recording is, is seeing how the Holy Spirit is guiding the church, how the gospel is spreading. And we see that. Uh, it's always important to realize what God is doing when we read the Bible, because oftentimes we personalize it so much that we always say, hey, Lord, what do you want from me? Oh, that, okay. Lord, what do you want from me? Instead of reading the Bible in that way, we want to see what God is doing because God is the main focus of Scripture. Well, at any rate, we see Peter and... Peter is back in Samaria. You know, uh, uh, so what is Samaria? Samaria is a town that's inhabited by, by, by uh, half-breeds. They're half-Jewish and half-Gentile. They were called Samaritans, and they were despised, looked down upon by uh, Israelites. And Peter's there, and Peter's, Peter's in the land of a place where, where he, he's just very uncomfortable. He just doesn't like the people there and had a lot of uh, preconceived notion, you know? I bet you Peter uh, was like, you know, why couldn't like, 
my friends who are, who, who, who are just like me, they're Jewish, they're full-blooded Jews, and, uh, and uh, they're, they're smart, and they're, they're, you know, they, they have robes like me, they, they, they kind of like act like me. You know, why couldn't those people uh, turn to Christ? And I don't know if Peter really liked the fact that Samaritans are, are turning to Christ. Peter was summoned by the Christian brothers into their surprise. The despised Samaritans claimed Christ as their Lord. Up to this point, we see that Christianity was primarily a Jewish movement. And the Israelites are, are, are proud people. They kept, they, they kept the, their religion to themselves, although the mandate was to bless the world. Treating anyone who's not Israelite as second-class citizens. Do you remember Jonah and the whale? Not the whale, the fish. You know, he despised the neighboring Ninevites. You know, they, he, he just, Jonah, a prophet of God, just hated these Ninevites. And you know what God said? God said, go to these Ninevites and preach to them. And Jonah, of course, ran the other way because he hated the Ninevites so much. Uh, and, with, and then, of course, God... Um, basically forced him to go to Nineveh, and with a half-hearted sermon, God would use Jonah's sermon, and the whole kingdom would repent. And you would think that Jonah would celebrate, but no, Jonah was incensed that God would show any kind of compassion to a pagan city. This is an example of how Israelites are. And, this is, and, and, and generations upon generations of judgment and generational sin, and that will need to change before God can do anything, especially spreading the word of God to all the world, as we're commanded to do. In other words, Peter must have a transformation and a change in attitude. We, and I don't know what kind of judgment or that we have, but before we can do anything, we need to have a change in attitude, a transformation. You know, I want to talk about three things. You know, the fact that, that Peter here is, number one, is in, is in an unfamiliar environment. But as he's in an unfamiliar environment, there's, there's a familiar problem that they have, that, that he sees. And lastly... There's a familiar solution.
In verse 32, now Peter went here and there among them. He came down also to the saints who lived in Lydia. More than likely, Peter's never been in Samaria. Why would you go to a place where you, where you hate the people? You just don't want to go there. Peter is a proud Israelite. And through circumstances that was beyond Peter's control, both good and bad, you know, uh, for, uh, there was a persecution of the church, and because of the persecution of the church, uh, uh, he told his, his uh, uh, fellow believers to run, flee. And the best, way to, best, place, uh, the best place to go is, is in Samaria, and you'll be safe there. No one will follow you in Samaria. And these fellow believers went down to Samaria, and then what do they do? They do what's close to their heart. They just preach God. They talked about God. They had a relationship with these people. They, they preached and te- taught and, uh, and, and healed. Did amazing things. And to their surprise, the Samaritans come to Christ, and, and these people are so excited, they send word to Peter. And says, Peter, just come here. Look, look, look what God's doing. God is, God is cornering the market. With, with Christ to the Samaritans. And Peter's like, what? Are you serious? So he comes down and he's taking a look and to his surprise, they're coming to Christ. You know, I don't know what brought you here. I don't know. I mean, I know for some of you, what brought you here, but I don't know what specifically what brought you here. I don't know what specifically uh, is going on in your life, whether good or bad. But there is a reason why you're in the place that you are. You know, it's so funny. Because there's some people who came to me and says, you know, Pastor Kenny, you know, I, it's weird. There's two or three of me. And I said, oh, really? There's two or three of you? He goes, yes. There's me when I go here. There's me when I'm with the family. And there's me when I'm when I'm hanging out with my friends, and there's me here, and, there, and there's three of me. And oftentimes, uh, you, you, know, you know exactly what, what, what this person is saying, and, and, um, you know, because oftentimes like, I, I see that as well. You know, I see that, that uh, a lot of people come up, comes up to me and have a, a similar problem. And it's because the and the reason why that is because we tend to compromise who we are wherever we go to fit the situation, to fit the environment. But Peter doesn't do that. 
He's in an unfamiliar environment, and he's looking around. He's looking and searching and looking and seeing. Peter probably went and saw the famous Mount Gerizim where the Samaritans would go and worship God, the high place, instead of the temple. Peter would explore further out towards the Mediterranean Sea, a place called Lydda and Joppa, both coastal cities. And God would use this experience, this unfamiliar area, this, this, this place, and God would use this experience to change his attitude. There's a reason why you're in school. There's a reason why you're at work. There's a reason why you're with your family. And as he's searching, as he's looking, as he's going around these places, he's seen a familiar problem. As he's going down, you know, as he's going to places, he found a man named Ananias, bedridden for eight years, who was paralyzed. And can you imagine, he's just going around and he sees this guy who's been paralyzed? And memories, reminders is stirring up with him. Hey, I remember when I was with Jesus. There was a man who was, who was bedridden. Wow. These people have the same problems. They, they, these people have the same issues. They, they're, they're, they're not Jewish, but yet they have the same issues. And as he goes around even more. He will go to a place in Joppa, to a disciple named Tabitha. Dorcas is probably his, uh, her, um, her Greek name. And she died. And people urged her, or urged uh, these people and, uh, to, uh, for Peter to come and see her. And the whole household was grieving and going to Peter and saying, look, this is what Tabitha made. This is what she did. And somehow, there was something familiar about that. Do you remember Jesus at the house of a young girl who had died? And all of these things, as he's getting to know these people, It will remind him 
with his journey with Christ. How's your walk with Christ? Do you remember? Are you influencing Samaria or is Samaria influencing you? Are you influencing your school or is the school influencing you? Are you influencing your work or is work influencing you? Do you have compassion? And Peter's heart is starting to change. And as he's being reminded with his time with Jesus in Galilee and all over Israel, Peter sees a familiar solution. See how Peter heals. Peter said to uh, Ananias, who was, who was paralyzed, Ananias, Jesus Christ heals you, rise and make your bed. And immediately he rose. In Mark 2, we're talking about Jesus now. Jesus said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed and go home. You see the similarities there? give you another one. Peter with, with, with Tabitha. But Peter put them uh, in, in verse 40. Uh, but Peter put them all outside and knelt down and prayed and turned to the body and he said, Tabitha, rise. She opened her eyes and when she saw Peter, she sat up. In Mark 5, Jesus takes the little girl and says, taking her by the hand, he said to her, Talitha kumi, which means, little girl, I say to you, rise. The people may be different. The situations may be different. The environment may be different. But all the people have the same problem. Sin. No matter how rich you are, how poor you are, how ugly you are, how pretty you are, how famous you are, how, how popular you are, or how much of a loser you are, we all have the same problem. And we see Peter changing. And how do we see Peter changing? He stayed in Joppa for many days, Luke tells us, with this, with, with this person named Simon. You know what he was? He was a tanner. A tanner. Oh, what, what, who, what's a tanner? What does a tanner do? Well, a tanner takes uh, uh, dead animal skin and then tans it 
So it could be used for leather and things like that, you know. Uh, you, would, you would not see an Israelite or Jewish person uh, uh, near a tanner. Tanner was the lowest of the low. In fact, if, uh, if, uh, if a woman, if a Jewish woman uh, uh, found out that he was engaged to a tanner, you know, she could legally uh, file for divorce and it's fine. Because to be around dead animals, you are ceremoniously unclean. And can you imagine Peter just staying with the tanner? And he does. Peter travels around Samaria an unfamiliar place, an uncomfortable place, Do you try to make your place comfortable when it's uncomfortable? Discomfort is good. And what Peter sees, Peter opens his eyes and sees what God is doing in his life. The people are the same. They may look different on the outside, but people are the same. They all struggle with sin and suffering. But I think Peter also realized some other things. Realized something about Jesus. Do you know what Jesus did? Jesus came from an infinitely better place than Jerusalem. Than Galilee. Jesus came from heaven. And he came from heaven because he had compassion. He had compassion because his love for us. Jesus knew no sin. Yet, here on earth, Jesus would be seen with, with tax collectors, women of ill repute, and Jesus would love them all. Jesus would go on and die for a sinful world, an unclean world. Unclean, just like the tanner. And that will be the impetus that changes Peter. Now, is Peter perfectly healed? Is Peter perfectly transformed? No, of course not. You know, in Galatians, Peter and Paul will come to blows. And the reason why is because they're, oh, well, let me read it to you. But when uh, Cephas came to Antioch, I opposed, this is, Peter, this is Paul talking, but, in, uh, but when Cephas came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned for before certain men came uh, from, from James, he was eating with the Gentiles. 
But when they came, he drew back and separated himself, fearing the circumcision party, fearing the, fearing the uh, Israelite. And the rest of the Jews acted hypocritically along with him so that even Barnabas was led astray by their hypocrisy. For when I saw their conduct was not in step with the truth of the gospel, I said to uh, Cephas before them all, if you, though a Jew, live like a Gentile and not like a Jew, how can you force the Gentile to live like Jews? Thank God for the church. Thank God that we have accountability, and this is the reason why we have accountability. To support one another, to, to keep each other, to keep each other accountable. Are you in a familiar place? Are you in an unfamiliar place or an uncomfortable place? You know, at work and places like that. There's a reason why you're there. Are you changing? Or are you looking and having compassion on the people that are around you? Did Jesus heal you? Did Jesus transform you? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you for this time. Thank you, Lord, that we can, we can worship you. Lord, be with us uh, this Sunday as we, as we reflect and as we, as we uh, get challenged by your word. Help us to be transformed. Help us to have a new attitude wherever we are, whether it be school, work, home, Jim, anywhere. Thank you, O Lord, for this day. We pray in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.